Oka Trending News now. It's four minutes past four. Trending News right now. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours, most specifically Twitter streets? Ade Kunle Owolabi, social commentator, joins us now. Ade, a happy Thursday to you. How are you? Ade, are you there? Hi, Sandra. Hi, how Hi, are you? Sandra. How I'm are doing you? well myself. I'm, I'm doing good. good. Thank you. All right. Is there a bit of a delay? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, it is better now. Yeah, oh, it is all better right. now. All right. Great stuff. How's your week been? I guess we're almost at the end of it. It's Thursday. Yeah, it has uh, been uh, quite a busy week this side. Um, always looking forward to the weekend as usual. Yeah. And, um, and it's one of those um, busy weekends. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Awesome stuff. Let's start today talking hashtag Batohi, the National Director of Public Prosecutions, Shamila Batohi, talking about cases that have been referred to the National Prosecuting Authority or the NPA by the Special Investigating Unit and saying that these are not necessarily court ready. She was briefing Parliament's finance watchdog, the Standing Committee on Public Accounts, on Tuesday. Yes, the, the response that uh, the NPA um, director that way gave uh, it's something that was not really accepted um, quite well on, on, on social media, and, and the people were sharing different different thoughts about it, and, and knowing the, the situation, the, the scope and uh, sessions that have been had, and the, the the commission of inquiry, which has been running for how many years now, and they're actually expecting actions now from the um, from her, from her office, actually, and, and, and giving such a response which just uh, showed um, some sort of um, lack of preparedness from, from their unit, and, and people were saying this is a delayed tactics, and so many opinions have been thrown um, all over the place um, at, uh, at the moment, and we, we we just don't know why why are this um, case is not um, ready for, for for the court uh, as she has uh, responded. Well, there is collaboration, though. I mean, there's a chain of bodies at play here when it comes to these issues of prosecutions. The Hawks are involved, the police are involved, the NPA is involved, the SIU. Why particularly do you think the NPA is under enormous pressure? To speed up the pace of prosecutions when there is an entire chain behind them. Um, it, 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 I mean, to be fair, as you rightly said, there is quite a it's a, it's a team. It's a different level of of of, um, of, of chain of um, reaction, if I'll put it that way. Mm. And everyone has to play a part, you know, to to, to get to to the, to the main goal here. And the goal is to prosecute any anyone that has been found wanting and that has been found guilty after, after, after being tried and, and and all of that. So and I mean the the, the orcs and the, the police they're mandated to, to pursue these criminal investigations and and without all of that the uh, office can't do anything and they can just and and it's also it's, it's also very important that the, this communication has been shared. And everyone is updated. Uh, the public, the taxpayers, are entitled to know 
what is the status of, of all of these findings and all and the, all this investigation that has been carried carrying on and we just don't know who, sh- who should be held um, responsible with the minister of police uh, who is lacking who's not doing the work all sort of things like that we should be able to to know um, what exactly is, is not letting this um, case to be caught ready in your opinion who's the weakest link in this chain of the criminal justice system um, um, I, I wouldn't be able to say, but I mean, if the police have done their part, I think that the rest of the of, of the of the case might be um, flowing as she should be flowing. I mean, maybe there's got a lot of other things they need to look into, and this um, um, uh, particular cases are not being prioritized. If I put it that way. All right, hashtag Jacob Zuma. Let's talk about the former president uh, now. Uh, the Jacob Zuma spokesperson, Zwane Lemanye, was fuming after uh, a high court judge, Pete Kuhn, turned down the former president's application to appeal advocate uh, Billy Downer SC's recusal, ruling with the Supreme Court of Appeal. Uh, and this is all in relation to his arms deal corruption trial. There's still that, by the way. Uh, tell us more here. Uh, the answer trial surprisingly will resume again on the eleventh of April, and 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 we just want. I think the, the 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 people out there want to to see some sort of movement. They want to see what is going to happen. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Zuma has got an army of supporters as well who would not want to see um, him being unfairly tried as they already been um, subjected, and they actually think. Zuma should not even be tried for, for, for these um, um, allegations as well. And 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 this is just, um, I think, we're all sort of, we're not really surprised, but of course, um, pro-Zuma supporters were not, we're, uh, we're unhappy with this uh, with this uh, decision. And, and, and I think my advice would be, like, we should let the, the rule of law take its course and the rule of law um, should apply to everyone irrespective of your status, irrespective of your of who you really are in the country or who you've been and, and we need to just let the rule of law take take its course. And and, and advocate Daniel Popo is still going to uh, try to lodge an appeal. Um, we can wish him um, luck. He can keep trying. He's a very brilliant lawyer and, and, and we can just keep uh, for our hands and see if this uh, trial is going to go. It's a one interesting trial, by the way, knowing um, um, uh, the, the status of the former president and, and also looking at the, the, uh, the protesters as well, the supporters of, of, of Jacob Zuma, President Jacob Zuma, and former President Jacob Zuma. Uh, excuse me. So I think it's something that people need to understand that irrespective of it is, he needs to go through this process. Uh, the spokesperson, Manyi, of Zuma, saying that, uh, claiming that there's judicial bias against him, does that speak to what you're saying? That they, it's not surprising that this would be the outcome here. It, it, it is not surprising, and 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 you actually see it's because of what we've, um, because it's, it's, we should also know that, irrespective of this allegation, um, um, former President Jacob Zuma is a people's person. It's someone that has um, that. Charisma. It's got someone that has that charm on on people, not just from Kazakhstan, but from across the country. And and of course, the, most of the supporters are from Kazakhstan. Uh, it's it's own province. 
but it's someone that people still love and they feel like he's being persecuted and they think he should enjoy some sort of immunity as well. But, you know, like uh, not everyone has learned to understand that um, you, you still need to be tried. It still needs to go through um, this, this process. And they feel he's been wrong. They feel like he's been uh, insulted or assaulted, as they've been saying on social media. They should let Ubaba to go and rest, to, to retire in peace and all of that. So there's a lot of a lot of sentimental messages that have been passed around. But we, we have a country to run, which is also governed by a constitution. And we cannot let let the, the former president go free and, and let other people they be jailed. So it is it, then they'll be applying double standards. Yeah, and of course the accusations and claims continued where Manyi then referenced this whole battle uh, as in linking to the battle between Zuma and Zondo, saying that there's a, an issue where the judge now is making his own ruling and ruling on his own ruling and saying that we've got judges today that uh, lack the, necess- the necessary humility to say I hold my position, but maybe somebody else may think differently. Is this not what a judge is supposed to do, though? Make their own ruling. The buck ends with the judge, does it not? What are your thoughts there? It, of course, it does end with the judge. And, and of course, they, if they're not happy with, uh, with uh, if they feel like, um, if they have valid reasons and concerns and that they can prove that um, the judge is being biased or the court certainly is being biased, of course, the, the case can always be moved, and the, and the and the judge can always be changed. And in fact, we we got the constitution court, we got um, the Supreme Court, we got all levels of court. And I think they just they of course they they need to really it would be a hard one to prove and 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 saying that the judge is biased on this case. And of course, we would expect the the former president to be treated um, with with uh, some sort of special. Um, treat it differently, and and if it's not getting that, then people will say, "Well, you should know that this is the former president. He needs to be handled carefully. He needs to be um, something of that nature." And and when you're not getting that, then it's easier for someone to say, "Um, the judge is biased." Of course, if they have um, other reasons or things that they might have found and that they can prove. And then they can take it to iron court and they can apply for the judge to be removed and, and to be tried by someone else. Absolutely. Well, they're saying that, well, the spokesperson is saying they will advise Zuma to directly petition the Supreme Court of Appeal to hear the matter. However, NPA spokesperson Tunzim Haga saying that they are happy with this ruling. Your thoughts there? And, and, and that uh, Judge Kuhn said that it will go ahead in April this year and, and it will not hinder this corruption trial. Your thoughts on the NPA that they are happy with the ruling? It's, 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 it's sort of some sort of progress, if I'll put it, in like, well, like uh, Batoy did say, there's quite a lot of other cases um, that are not court ready. We should also remember this particular one with the former president, Jacob Zuma. It's a very crucial one. And it is also quite important and, and how this case is handled. It's a very sensitive case. This case can can actually break the judiciary system or it can also make it stronger and also send a message to everyone out there to say South Africa is not uh, is not South Africa is actually handling um, corruption charges um, in, in the way it should be done. 
So I think for the NPA to have said that, they actually um, trying to dust their shoulders and say, hey, we're making some progress here. We're doing, we're doing what we're supposed to do. And, and I think it, it is fair for them to, have, to claim that. It, it's a win for them. And April, um, it, 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 it's still a, I mean, how many months now? Um, maybe just over a month to go, a mm. month and a few weeks. And, yeah. and um, it, it we have to prepare really hard to, to win this one. Yeah, 16 minutes is our time, uh, past four, and we are in conversation with Adekunle Owolabi on social media trends, looking at the last 24 hours. Hashtag UCT, Ade, let's talk about students now. They're protesting at the University of Cape Town uh, because, uh, well, they disrupted classes, they barricaded campus entrances because of sh- uh, issues around fee blocks and student registration woes. It's not the first time we hear of this. During this time, it's quite common in the country that these things happen. Uh, my worry, though, is, is why close entrances and barricade entrances and disrupt classes. Your thoughts there? Um, it's, 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 I mean, we know the students, um, they, they will always fight for what they want, and, and that's something that we can't take away from them. And, and this is uh, a, a story that has actually been really, really following and knowing that they've actually written uh, open letters to the vice chancellor and, and, and regarding their, their issues that they have and the, the school having to fail to ensuring that all students were, were to be registered by Monday, uh, which was um, three days ago. And when that didn't happen and they've actually had this, uh, um, made their demand to be known to the school. And, 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 and I think... We need to find that olive branch here. And the students also need to understand that um, the school, they're working. We need, both parties need to find a compromise and find how to make this work. And we don't want um, um, this protest to, to, to go out of hand where we're going to have um, police and having tear gas and all sorts of things like that. I do not think it is a trace match. It is it's something that can actually be worked around. And especially when it comes to registration and, 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 and um, fees, um, of course, we can really put all the burden on the school as well. There's, there's just a lot of things that the, the, the student needs to understand. And I know that they're angry, they're disappointed, they want their demand to be met, but they need to, I mean, recently, the, um, the parents of higher education, they had a tour in, in, in across the country and also in Western Cape as well. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that they could have actually been able to find Oh, the deputy minister will be in the country. They should have found a way to to find how to access him and and also be able to share their their, their concerns as well. Sometimes yeah. just channeling your energy towards the school might be a little bit too insensitive or not really getting the result that they deserve. Yet the students don't seem to understand, as you say. I mean, over and above registration woes that they highlight in this uh, protest, there's also the exclusion of students who have outstanding fee debt that they are also, uh, you know, uh, protesting against. They're saying then, the students, that they are requesting a postponement of the academic year until all students are registered and the fee blocks have been resolved. Is this not a forced solidarity, which is kind of an oxymoron because, you know, solidarity by its term is we're going to stand together, but it's a choice. Now, it seems like it's a forced type of solidarity, which, I don't know, for me, if it's a solidarity to you still then, if it seems coerced? Um, 
you know, it's, I, 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 I'm in agreement with you, actually, on that. And it, it's just something that um, we should also, um, I think, well, we can, let's see how the, the days goes on this on this one. But I, I think the, the, the SRC needs to have, um, they need to be strategic around issues like this. And, and of course, I know they probably have reached to the school and given them some sort of ultimatum, uh, but they need to also understand that some of these demands cannot be met overnight and there are processes to certain things. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm not advocating for the school, obviously, but I'm just trying to find a way where uh, both parties can find um, um, a, a, a meeting point and see a compromise and say, let's, you know, we are the students, we are on the, on, the, on the school side, can we find a way of working together? And I think other schools will probably emulate this. And I'm also concerned is that um, there are some schools that are also having similar issues and this process is, can easily spread across the country and it can jeopardize academic years and, 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 and yeah. all of those things. Well, the university is saying they are actively addressing these issues that have been raised. And I, as you say, we'll follow that story. Let's take a short break and then we'll discuss two more topics. Uh, Ade, please stay with us. 21 minutes past four. Okay. This is SFM Sound Awake. Trending news right now. Ade Kunle Owalabi is still with us to discuss what's happened in social media in the last uh, 24 hours. If you've just joined us. Happy Thursday. Good morning. So, um, Ade, let's talk hashtag IPL now. Ten South African cricketers are signed uh, to teams ahead of the start of the new season. And uh, just examples, I mean, one, Kakri Sorabada, uh, having the most expensive in terms of those deals in the SA contingent after being snapped for over 18 million rand. Hey, goodness, can I be a wag? Where is my <laughs> cricket player husband, dear Lord, so that I can make it in life? But, but tell us about these deals and, and uh, amounts uh, that are estimated. And it, it's that time of the year. I, this is, I think, Kakiko Rabada has uh, been having the, 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 the getting the most of the uh, earnings. It, it's been a good year for him, and not just the year. He's actually paid his views. He has had his stripes. He's actually worked really hard, and, and I think the young man is that time where he should be enjoying himself and and going to this, uh, the Punjab Kings is actually it's, it's, it's one of the, the biggest um, team and quite a strong team as well. It's one of his highlights of his career. And, and I think it's something we should celebrate as a country, knowing that the, the, our cricketers are, are not just, they, they actually world-class players, they are actually good, and, and we should celebrate them. And, and, and looking at this kind of um, the, um, aims that they get, so it is actually based on, of course, performances and also um, how the negotiation also works as well. Most of the teams, all of them actually have managers, um, agents, and all sort of things that sort of um, get this to happen for them. And, and there's quite a lot of them. And I mean, Wendy and Gidi as well, they get like a million rand. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's had his mm. days where things were going so well for him and all of that. But it's still, it's still good news, if I would say. I mean, the thing is getting like 13. Point six million rand. And that's also it, it, all of them. Every one of them is, 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 is quite. It's quite. Um, it's quite good. It's mm. happy. It's actually something to celebrate. I would. I would say that. Well, yes, and Lungingidi with the Delhi Capitals there, Quinton de Kock 
with uh, Lucknow Super Giants and Kahiso Rabada with the Punjab Kings. Faf Duplessis also has quite a, a nice amount. It's higher than Quinton's. Yes, yeah, 14.1 million. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, with the Royal like, Challengers. It, it, they, they deserve it. They deserve it. They work, they work really hard, all of them. Nice, nice one for, for our South Africans there. All right, and the dates for the 2022 IPL yet to be confirmed? It, it is yet to be confirmed. And and, and I would, I, would um, I think it's going to be something to look forward to. It's something that is going to be really, really exciting. And I think it's, it's going to be like a like um, a different adventure on its own, if I'll put it that way. Yeah. All right. Finally, on a, a note, well, I guess it's it's good for those who follow idols and the music industry and all of that. So the hashtag SA Idols, there's been quite a, a change there in terms of the judges for season 18. So Randall um, Abrams has been uh, has, has not uh, renewed their contract. Unatin Kai has not renewed uh, her contract for judging the upcoming 18th season. But we have uh, two new faces there. So so Mizi is staying. The host and producer proverb is staying. Tell us more. Yeah, we'll, we'll be having Timbi Fite and JR. And this, uh, I think, I think um, this, this duo, they're actually quite a good pick to, to have on the idols. And I think um, looking at um, JR's profile, I'm coming back to Tendi soon. Like, if, if JR is an award-winning, talented music producer and he's been around, he's if, if, if won the Summers, the MTV, won award in Nigeria, and a Metro-Western award as well. So it's, it's someone that I think he, he's got that experience and, and the talent to actually be able to, to have some colors to SA Idols. And, and the legendary Tendi as well, she is... I, I I don't know why she hasn't been an idol for a long. Yeah, absolutely. She's it's, she's an it's, icon. It's yeah? a very good thing. She's an icon, and she's she's, she's going to really. I think I might just have to find a way to watch it from where I am because she's legend. It's a living legend. In our, in our, in, we are actually um, fortunate to still be able to be in this generation to have seen our good wonders and still shining and, and at the moment right now. And I think. It's something to, to look forward to. The, the, the duo would really definitely be a good pick. Um, and kudos to idols for selecting them, and they they would really add colors to idols. All right, we look forward to seeing how they'll do. Tembisi today and rapper JR. I would have thought maybe one. I mean, this is these are great choices, as you say. But I would have thought one of the judges would be one of the people behind the scenes as a a music executive in the industry. And it seems that everyone there. Is uh, in the forefront of the of the industry. Uh, what do you think of that? I'm I'm sure they they would definitely might want to consider any of their skills in the some music compositions, the music arrangement that goes on, and 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 um, because these two legends, they are actually capable of doing so many things, and they've done so many amazing things in the music industry. Um, you, you're quite right. I mean, they could have actually. I'm sure. Maybe we're giving them ideas right now. Maybe they can just extend their services beyond just judging the the, the, the contestants and also make use of them in the backstage. And, yes, and be mentors. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's the Absolutely. positivity of it. Somebody who's been there in the forefront knows exactly how to perform, knows... 
the you know well the, what the actual idols will be experiencing, especially the final winner. So idol season eighteen starts uh, Sunday, twenty third January. Yeah, it is. It is. It is starting really like right around the corner, and and I, I'm really looking forward to 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 what this year is going to be like, and and and, and actually um, the contestants, the judges, the whole aura of idols is something to look forward to, and it's, it's uh, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, we'll see the the auditions and how they go. Thanks uh, so much for joining us, Ade, and have a happy Thursday and a great weekend. As you said, it's going to be busy. Uh, be safe there. Thank you. Thank you, Lassanda. It's always good to be around on this show in the morning. Awesome. We appreciate your time as well. Ade Kunle Owolabi, social commentator, discussing social media trends in the last uh, 24 hours.